Hey everybody, welcome to Film Buffing Up, where two filthy casual filmgoers go through the American Film Institute's 100 films for 100 years, see how they stack up in 2020, and get really mad at the curation decisions that are made in the process. I'm not mad. I ain't even bothered. I'm just saying... They got bad taste. Sometimes they do. We'll see if they have bad taste here. I am Mike, as always, joined by Jen. And uh, we are said filthy casuals. She's still a clicker from Last of Us 2 for some reason. Um, even though that game is long and done and we done with it. Now it's ghost of sushi time. Ghost of... Sushi doesn't have ghosts. They could. Fish don't have spirits. They could? They I don't, don't know. I don't know that. They don't. I've never been to a haunted pier, but it could happen. No. I've heard of a, a haunted aquarium once. Yeah, but it wasn't haunted by fishes. No. It was haunted by someone that the oh. fishes ate. What would you, how would you know if a also, a ghost haunting had occurred also, for a fish? Fishes is the plural of fish of many different kinds. Many different fish of the same kind, the plural of fish is fish. But if you have many different kinds of fishes, it's fishes. Fishes. How about fishy? Well, that's definitely not the plural of fish. You know what is fishy? is looking at how this film got onto the list so high. We have our first American Western film. I mean... The Wild Bunch. Not the good mm-hmm. Westerns that everyone thinks of, of the well, no, spaghetti westerns. Yeah, but spaghetti westerns weren't recorded they are not Amer- in America, they are so not they're American not American films. films. They are certainly not American films. This is a uh, considered a revisionist Western film. Um, so this is sort of your your new era, not your John Wayne's, but like your pre-70s but post but not yet spaghetti westerns directed by sam peckinpah who i have never heard of before and i did a quick cursory glance to see if i could find out any information about him of what films he's watched he's done and he's done like a handful none of which i've seen at all Mm -hmm. uh so i have no clue really like his name peckinpah yeah it's it's, it's a fun name but He did, you know, Riot and Cell Block 11, which sounds vaguely familiar. Um, World Without End, which unfortunately is probably not the Ken Follet book. Um, Major Dundee. I thought it was Follet. It's Follet. It's like French. It's Follet. There's not an E at the end. It ends with the T. That's right. It's a Doesn't silent T. Does Follet? That's a Follet. Ken Follet. I don't think that's accurate. Okay, we'll find out. The Getaway. Killer Elite, Convoy, China 9, Liberty 37. Yeah. I know none of these. No. I've never heard of any single film of these. Uh, so I know nothing about him. As far as he I can, apparently likes Westerns. And apparently <laughs> he's most known for this film, which is a, again, a Western about a group, let's say a bunch of them. Well, so it's it's not obviously the beginning of this. But it looks like it's one of those one last job and then I'm out of the business the kind business. of thing. It, it does certainly sound like that. So our plot, but obviously a setup because you can't make a movie out of one last job. One last job. If the one last job goes um, well, it's got an interesting group of people who I'm familiar with, but not intensely familiar. It's got Ernest Bornine, who I believe was uh, isn't he Frankenstein or am I thinking of the? Is he the? The name sounds familiar. I think he's I think he's Frankenstein. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe he's a totally different guy. I know the name. I've heard that name before. Uh, it does not look like he is Frankenstein. I don't know who this guy is. He's been in a lot of stuff, though. 
Oh, he's in McHale's Navy. Okay. Finally, some classic films that we're familiar with. And the Dirty Dozen. Yeah. So he, he's been in stuff. Actually, I, looking at his picture, I do recognize his face. Yeah. Um, Batman. Not, not the person I thought of, though. Uh, William Holden, whose name sounds familiar. I can't put a well, face no, to it. No, it's just because you're thinking of Holden Coffee. Maybe. That's possible. Um, and then we have, of course... Uh, uh, some guy named Robert Ryan, which I got signed. I was like, oh, Ryan Reynolds. Like, no, he'd be not even born yet. Uh, so there's really nobody in here that we know. It is a turn of the century, 1913 era. So again, it's that that in that Western sort of timeline. It's all about the 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 dying, decaying West, right? And it's about a. Uh, uh, plot concerns a group of aging outlaw gang members on the U- U.S.-Mexico border trying to adapt to a changing world. Um, and apparently it was controversial because of its graphic violence and portrayal of crude men attempting to survive at any means. Hmm. What are the odds someone says I'm too old for this shit? I hope so. Um, and perhaps we are too old for this shit. <laughs> Nah, nah, we're just the right age for this shit. So, we're going to go watch this. I have no expectations, really, um, though, I, I mean, I don't know, it sounds like it might be up my alley. It but could be a bu- nice. bunch, of, bunch of dudes doing doing tough dude shit could dude, be fun. Dudes doing dude things. You right? Like dudes yeah, doing dude I, things. Like, I like a little bit of Western stuff. So, like, so your, your synopsis is slightly different than my synopsis. My, my synopsis, by way of the Goog says in this gritty western classic aging outlaw pike bishop Bishop. prepares to retire after one final robbery joined by his gang which includes dutch angstrom and brothers lyle and tector gorch bishop discovers the heist is a setup orchestrated in part by his old partner deke thornton as the remaining gang takes refuge in Mexican territory, Thornton trails them, resulting in fierce gunfights with plenty of casualties. Interesting. So, a little bit more information there, I suppose. Um, now, what, what, is, what, what is this here? 80? No, this is uh, 79. That 79. So, so, this beat just moved up one from the apartment, I think, because the original listing had it at 80. Um so we'll have to see how that goes. The apartment was such an abysmal failure for us, though, so that uh, our bar is very low can, for this next one. I just point out, because I'm using the Goog, because mm-hmm. I'm using the Goog, there are interesting finds that are related to the Wild Bunch, okay? Mm, okay. In June of 2019, The Guardian re- released a article, The Wild Bunch at 50, The Enduring oh. Nihilism of Sam Peckinpah's Western. Ooh, I like nihilism. In February of 2019, Vulture said, The Wild Bunch is still the best Western ever made. Uh, and they... Washington Post also agrees Wild Bunch is great because it says how Wild Bunch director Sam Peckinpah made one of the cinema's greatest westerns. Well, okay, so that so bar... Apparently this, <laughs> apparently it's so good that in 2019, at least three different online magazines were still talking about this movie from 1969. All right, well, that bar is a lot higher now. I mean, probably just because it was the 50th anniversary Maybe, and everyone perhaps. talks about movies on their 50th anniversary. I mean, they haven't seen that Adam Sandler Netflix no, Western that's bad. film. Oh, that's that might bad. be the best. 
So there's a lot of good westerns. I mean, but but western is not just a. But perhaps this is the one that started that sort of neo revisionist western approach, because like a western to me is more than just that takes place in the West. It's a tone. It's an atmosphere. It's a it's a heavy cynicism and nihilism of a character, and it's a heavy there's focus on man nih- versus nature. There's right? apparently nihilism in this. So so like a a, a film or a book like um, No Country for Old Men is a western, even though it takes place in the eighties. I prefer No Country for Old Gnomes. Uh, that's probably not a western, unless mm-hmm. that gnome's very nihilistic. No, it's like a weird sci-fi fantasy <laughs> it's, thing. It's really strange. Yeah. But uh, so we'll, we'll see we'll see where this stacks on on that listing. I'll become okay. curious to watch it though. All right, All right. let's go we'll ahead and get to it. See you on the flip. Yep. You took mine line now. How rude. I still don't get why you never say side. No, it's the flip. I mean, you could say side next if you want to end, start this thing back up and go side. Here we are back. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Satisfying for you? Depends on how you cut it. I mean, it's not. Gonna, it's just gonna have a big old chitty chitty bang bang mix in there. As um, but but you said that the reason you say I'll see you on the flip is so that on the other side you get sides. The side is implied. Side. The side is implied. So. We won the flip this time. We made it through the coin toss. So you seem like you were very excited to talk about this film. So I'll let you do the introduction and uh, talk about this beep a beat. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you should. No. <laughs> so, okay. Because um, I'll, I'll undersell it. Uh, yeah, I'll undersell it too. It, it does not make it very high on my list. Okay. There are things... That I thought were pretty awesome. It, it makes it higher on my list than I thought, but by dint of being only slightly better by than a lot of other movies. Only slightly better. <laughs> and the problem is, it's only slightly better than a lot of other movies, and it, and like a lot of other movies, mm-hmm. approximately three other movies. Oh, a, a lot. <laughs> it went through a lot more than that. On your side? Okay, yeah. on mine, it's, it's, so it's way down at the bottom. It, it, there, there was a lot of like... <sighs> Because there was so much, because there was so much nothing, like not as much nothing as the last picture show. No, 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 no. There was not. I mean, and it's western. So western. This is a very weird movie. Before we get into the the beats, because like a western to me is about long takes, slow. Yeah, no, this is not that. Nope. This is. Well, I mean, maybe I guess it's slow pacing at times. It's slow pacing, but not in the way that I would want. And this is made by like a. Ritalin addled No, no, no. You can't get to that yet. You can't get to that yet. This is not what I was expecting. You can't get to that yet. So, okay. Dutch. Um, So, The Wild Bunch. Yep. (laughs) The movie starts with a failed... Uh, Field heist. I, I it guess. was a successful heist. Okay, it was a successful heist, but the heist was all a setup, so they yes. only got like steel 
washers yeah, or something like that. It's a group that. of, I would say, what, about eight dudes? The, and the general impression... Maybe seven. The general impression is that the the guy who used to be a member of their group that yes. is, like, chasing after them is really just because those other guys were bounty hunters. Yes. They weren't technically part of the government. No. They were just bounty hunters that wanted to bring in the wild bunch for the bounty. Yes. And that's why they got this guy to go. So anyway, there was a heist. He's a little jilted about the whole thing. Yeah, so the movie starts with a heist that is technically successful, except that the thing that they stole ended up just being a bunch of washers. Right. And then a guy who was part of their group is, um, I I guess it's technically blackmail. into helping catch the rest of the group because the uh, bounty hunters are like, either you help us catch them within the next month or we turn you in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, it's... Um... Yeah, the, the three main characters are uh, Pike, who is the head of the gang, the, the wild, wild gang, bunch. the wild bunch, uh, Dutch, who is his second in command, mm-hmm. and then the former... For, former second in command, Deke. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say, like, you and can't... And the rest don't really matter, Yeah, you can't honest, necessarily fault a man for trying to save himself at the detriment of others. No. Um, very specifically, like, in that movie, Passengers, when um, Jennifer Lawrence's character is all upset that it was technically a homicide because Pratt woke her up and she's complaining to um, mm-hmm. Morpheus... Morpheus. What's his name? Oh, yes. Um, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Fishburne. She's complaining to Fishburne, and he's like, yeah, I mean, it's a shame, but he was drowning. You can't fault a drowning man for pulling someone down with him. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like that. Like, this this guy, like, there's a, there's a bond of brotherhood, but there's also... Every man for himself, eventually. At a certain point, you want to live. Right. Uh, so he's willing to work with them to try and catch the wild bunch. Then there's maybe some character growth. Yeah. Then there's a train they, heist where they're yep, getting they're, these guns so, from the U.S. government yep. for the Mexicans. So they, they know they're being chased and hunted oh, down. Oh, yeah, no, no. So they know they're being hunted down. Um, and they may or may not know that the one train car on the train is full of people specifically to try and stop yeah. them. And it's the one last one last uh, ride kind of situation. Yeah, and which is, I presume, why they made the deal with Angel that Angel could yeah. take some of the guns. Yes. And that they wouldn't tell on him, but then Angel's mother-in-law yeah, told weird. on him. Now, there's a lot of story that's kind of fractured like in a weird, weird way. Um, they do they do a really cool thing with the with the train heist, um, but then and they deliver the oh, guns, and they're trying to get the guns. We, I, they're getting the guns for a general during the beginnings of the Mexican Revolutionary War. Where basically every general went was like, "Yo, I should be in charge." No, I should be in charge. Yeah, no, that makes so, sense. So they they were trying to get all these guns. So they for were him. trying to get these guns that are pre- te- supposedly illegal for anybody but military. law enforcement yes. and military to have. And so, like you know, um, a machine gun. The wild bunch steals the guns and delivers the guns to this guy, who's then like, "Hey, this is less than you said you were going to get." Uh huh. What happened to the ones you didn't get? And they were just like, uh, we didn't get them. Who knows? And they were like, oh, really? Because I hear he stole them. And the two that were there at this time was Angel, the one mm-hmm. who stole the guns for his family, and not 
Uh, I think it was actually Dutch. It's I know. Dutch. I know that it was definitely not. Um, it's Dutch. Pike. It definitely wasn't Pike. Pike's the one who said, "You when you give a man your word, you stand by him, else you're little more than an animal. Right. But it was Dutch, and Dutch was like, all right, sure, whatever. He stole him. Take him. Whatever. <laughs> and so then they're like, they don't tar and feather him, but they're like beating the shit yeah. out of Angel. And the rest of the crew is in a whorehouse. <laughs> and then some of the crew goes to try and save Angel. Yeah, they go try to save him, and they all die. And well, and then the last is the last four who are in the whorehouse are yes. like, you know, you go big or you go home. Let's go out with a bang. Yep. And then they go, and then they all die, except for one who then also dies. Everyone dies. <laughs> Everyone dies at the end. Everyone dies at the end. So this is a Shakespeare tragedy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a story that, about about you know growth, sort of, and like failing to be better than what so, you said you were. So my notes. Yeah. My first note is. Oh, do you did you write down like your mental degree as you're there's watching? There's only there's only this. Okay. okay. That body falling. <laughs> During the opening shootout. Yes. Oh, God, with a W. Because there were like four clips interspersed in other yeah. footage of what's happening in this gunfight. There's a, a guy on top of a building who gets shot. And so there's a clip of him starting to fall off the building. Other people shooting comes back. He's a little bit like yeah. below the... The crest of the building kind of like bodies flipping a little. It's going in kind of slow mo. Goes back to him in the air, still falling. This, other people shooting. Goes back to him hitting the ground. This dude is like the anti Terrence Malick. Like he cannot let a scene linger for more than five. Like you made a joke saying that. Oh, like no, no, no. We're going to get to exactly how long the clips are. It was insane. But this was at the beginning when I saw this. This it, Some of these scenes looked really cool the way they did sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Like, there was a shop front of windowpane glass mm -hmm. that the glass was shattering. And you know how fast glass shatters? Glass shatters. So there's, like, slow-mo footage of the glass shattering and coming down in a wave as a body goes through it, interspersed with normal speed footage of mm -hmm. people, like, shooting. And not necessarily, like, sped-up footage, but, like, fast footage of people running and ducking there was no the weird scorpion and an ant hill thing was not during the shootout. No. It was before. It was and just after. the intro. Yeah. Um, so like that was a thing. Um, there was also in there a scene that made me a little bit motion sick mm -hmm. <laughs> because um, there was uh, a horse got hit and was going down, yes. and the guy on it went down with it and fell sideways. And for some reason. For that scene, they decided to do a first-person point of view mm -hmm. of what it would have looked like if you were the person on the horse turning sideways and falling. Yep. And that was messed. So we're going to skip forward to this t point. Uh, Lou Lombardo, mm -hmm. who was an editor, said that the original release print had, and I made Mike guess, and it took him... So long. Like 20 guesses to get to this number. 3,643 editorial cuts. Yeah. 
Yes, that's a ridiculous amount of money, or of uh, of, of cuts, cuts, I should say. I mean, money too, because you have to pay that editor. Yeah, the and time. so Mike's sitting there counting how long the scenes are. Never once made it to five seconds. No, it was <laughs> He's crazy. like one, one, two, one, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three. Um, so then a later fact, according to the IMDb, so you know, take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, excluding the opening and closing credits. And the opening and closing credits do have a lot of cuts in them, so this may be bordering on accurate. Um, the film has 2,721 edits in about 138 minutes worth of action, which works out to an average length of three seconds. Yeah. And during, this is the shootout at the end, is called the shootout at Bloody Porch. Mm-hmm. There are 325 edits in five minutes of action. Jesus. So the average length of a shot during that shootout was less mm-hmm. than a second. So so I did a little little quick dive, and I had pulled up the number. I just lost it here. But the rough average for a regular film <laughs> is about 1,250 cuts. Okay. But... Some blockbusters have been known to reach around the average of 3,000. So it's not obscene, but it feels obscene. Well, the thing is, because you're some blockbusters where it reaches that count is like The Matrix or um, uh, Inception. Mm -hmm. The cuts in there... There's more purpose to it. There's per yeah, like I feel I'm not saying it's purposeless this five second cuts, but like it's so something. Um Um, there's a part where they blow up this bridge and they had four stuntmen that were each paid two thousand dollars which is in 1969, so I don't know how much money that is now, but $2,000, four stuntmen, six cameras, one of which they lost in the river, and they did this whole thing in one take, and then the way they put it together Mm -hmm. for the scene where the bridge blows up is just... um, Chaotic? Chaotic. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad... Because a lot of the film, and again, it's one of those situations that are we, are we, am I judging this more harshly because I've seen iterative work? Okay. Like the whole yeah, time. Yeah, there's definitely some things in here that hearken to other things, but it's really that those other things hearken to this. Right. Like, let me tell you about, let's say, Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a 50 hour game about cowboys at the heyday of that are going for one last ride, one last heist, led by a man named Dutch. In a command that's falling apart. So that final shootout where the last four left the whorehouse and took a calm walk down the city central, right? That reminded me of the end action sequence in Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah. When the musketeers all redonned their Mm -hmm. original musketeer outfits to go mm-hmm. out against the new guard right and there's like a nice and this is like that whole town did apparently really like not necessarily idolize but like they looked up to like they were calling them caballeros mm-hmm. which is like a mexican knight yeah horseman kind of guy and each, they had they did it three times including that last time they sort of did that like that funeral walk motif that was yeah. kind of nice. We are, kinda... go- we are going to our death as men. Right. We and, die like men. And, and you know, the whole town is doing the kind of traditional of, like, 
playing music celebrating them out yeah as they kind of walk and march out and it's kind of neat that they're not really doing that here but it's still happening yeah. right it gets like a more um yeah i mean there's moments that are interesting then a problem i have with the film mm-hmm. there is a lot of dialogue yep in spanish there is and there's no subtitles and there's no subtitles and I caught some of what they were saying sometimes when they were saying it because of, you know, like high school Spanish yeah, class. Cursory Spanish, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it, it was not very easily yeah. I, context clues just what's happening. I feel would like tell you they, what they was wanted happen- you to not know and be at the edge of your seat of, like, what's happening. Yeah, it didn't really put me at the edge of my no. seat. It bored me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's definitely an odd choice. A lot of this film is kind of odd choices that were made. Um, You know, then the cast relatively were good, but again, kind of underdeveloped in terms of the character work. Mm -hmm. Like, Dutch and Pike never really developed well enough as characters, despite having the most screen time that were interesting. They did have the most screen time. Um, You know, we never really, outside of the the rough description of like why is deke chasing him and it's like well he he left him for dead uh, sort of not really his fault but sort of was of like uh-huh. getting chased in a hotel or in a brothel, in brothel you know and and wanting revenge like everything kind of just is a little half baked um and it makes me wonder if it's like a failed adaptation of something mm-hmm. um obviously it's very well regarded uh rotten tomatoes i think has it at 90% so Maybe I'm just missing something out of it. Or like I said, maybe I'm just used to other work, like, kind of dealing with it. Like, it had it had a Seven Samurai vibe to me, okay. which I, technically I don't think is an inspiration of it, because they ended up remaking it in the Western anyways with, I think, Magnificent Seven is a Seven Samurai. But the difference so. with Seven Samurai is, like, it's mostly not silent but it's very sparsely language is more visual language is more you learn to intention and there's like an air of mystery mm-hmm. um and this one there's no mystery for any of the characters everything's kind of just given to you and there's no reason to really invest in any of them right like there's yeah, nothing not really, really worth investing with at least you yeah. look excited. I'm not about that. I'm yeah. excited because so at one point I looked up user reviews so um imdb has a 7.9 so it's 7.9 out of 10 based off of seventy five thousand user reviews okay okay? so when i filter it and ask for just the 10 out of 10s i just you need to hear the people what they write for reviews for this so i'm not going to read a whole whole reviews i'm just going to read like the opening lines okay so here's one that's there comes a point at which every man reaches the end of the road and is forced to make a decision Next review's opening line. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, some some of them, just the title of them is great. Uh, if Shane makes a myth of the West, the Wild Bunch demythologizes mythologizes it. Sure. <laughs> um, probably one of the most controversial films ever made, the Wild Bunch was equally hated and admired upon its release over 30 years ago. An incredible performance by Bill Holden is the high point of this sensational landmark film. The Old West was changing, and director Sam Peckinpah recognized these changing times. These are all people that are saying, wow, this is a yes. great movie, and this is how they start their note about it. Right. 
Um, We're, let's get to the the drudges. Yes, in a let's second. This move stupid. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. There wasn't. Uh, oh, there was slow. one, and I get, and I don't know where it went because I had scrolled down a little bit to find it because I thought it was, it was just so good. Like the person being like, "Oh my god!" Like just the way they started their thing was so mm, mwah, magnifique. Uh, one of them says that it was coming on the heels of Leon. Leone's Westerns with Clint Eastwood The Wild Bunch busted through the barriers that can find Hollywood Westerns like a wrecking ball Nice Um, Before seeing The Wild Bunch around the age of 16 I was merely watching movies Oh boy Really? Because I almost slept through a movie Right? I, I just These people uh, so anyway, and then there's also the people who gave it a one-star review, yeah. and I like the title of this one. I finally get it. It's a comedy. Oh. <laughs> um, that was just saying most critics consider it. Uh, what a disappointment. <laughs> Yawn. The good points of this movie are that Ernest Borgnine isn't as ugly as usual, and that a brass-era car in good condition makes an appearance. Okay. This one says dictionary definitions. Gratuitous, without cause, unnecessary. <laughs> the opening scene of this peck and pot orgy of oh, violence man. is twisted, amoral, and loaded with a massive amount of visual images not needed to tell the story. It's garbage, but this comment may be helpful to anyone that liked the movie. Wow. I just because because I have so much love for just knowing these things. Who knows if this short review is going to include spoilers or not? So I checked the circle anyway. There you go. So so a very divisive film. Well, apparently not divisive enough because yeah. it's got a seven point nine out of ten. That is objectively mm-hmm. supposed to be a good movie. Yes. I'm not sure I agree. <laughs> uh, any trivia that you have else? Um, okay, so there's a scene where some of the guys from the Wild Bunch are hanging out with women folk in, yes. like, this winery area. They're, like, um, submerged in a that. hot tub of wine? Yeah, no, it was just, they just popped up in the top of the wine, I think. I don't It was weird. So, if IMDb's note is to be believed, and again, grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Peckinpah hired actual Mexican prostitutes from the area they were filming in for that scene, specifically just so that he could later lay claim to the fact that the studio hired prostitutes for the set of the movie. They're basically actresses. <laughs> it's probably cheaper than an extra. I mean, they apparently were super fine with their tits all over the place. Yeah, works out. By the way, there are tits in this movie. Yep. Was this the first film? No, was it? I wonder what the first film with tits out was i don't know because because this was a 19 1969 so this is not this is not um 1969, old the year of the tit no this is not a very old film in no. contemporary in the sense especially in the sense of what other films we've had yeah um, um yeah so it was the women who frolicked in the wine yeah but it definitely it definitely did not hold back on sort of a i wouldn't say gratuitous because i don't think it was necessarily gratuitous but it had a a like a very uncut feel when it came to its uh, its imagery. 
Uh, so for the opening credits, they did things where they did like names and then yes. faces. Yep. Okay. Uh, Robert Ryan's incessant complaints about not receiving top billing so annoyed Peckinpah that he punished Ryan. In the opening credits, after freezing the screen on close-ups mm-hmm. of William Holden and Ernest Borgnine, like their name, their face, mm-hmm. their name, mm-hmm. their face, <laughs> Peckinpah's, he froze the scene on horses' rear ends. Nice. <laughs> For, like, it had Ryan's name on horses asses uh the train robbery apparently was not actually in the script they were improvised on the spot that day okay i mentioned the thing about the bridge already what the hell were they gonna rob well no no no. so i think what it is is that they didn't actually script it they were just like i want you to rob this train somehow just figure it out cool just do it like you were gonna do it oh there was a note about hold on a second while i control find this um there's a note about the gunshot sounds uh, <laughs> okay, so Peckinpah stated that one of his goals for the movie was to give the audience some idea of what it is to be gunned down. A memorable incident occurred to the end. To that end, as the crew were consulting him on the gunfire effects used in the film, he was not satisfied with the results that the squibs were going off. Mm-hmm. So he said, "That's not what I want." Grabbed a real revolver and fired it into a wall nearby until it ran out of bullets and went. That's what I want. Nice. Doesn't sound like a psychopath at all. Nah. Um, And then it was, he had the gunfire sound effects changed for the film, because before that, any Warner Brothers movie, they all just had identical gunfire sounds, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Regardless what weapon was actually being fired, he insisted on each different type of firearm having its (laughs) own specific sound effects. Right. Which, again, like, is common now. But, Coming now. But, like, that's actually pretty impressive now. Like, back then, at least. Yeah. Oh, there was also something about the... I mean, because you love Scorsese, right? Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese sure. is a man I want to say love. I love, but I, I've enjoyed some of his films. So, during a screening in New York, Peckinpah invited Jay Cox of Time Magazine, who brought his friend, Martin Scorsese. They sat in an empty Warner Brothers screening room with only two other critics, Judith Christ and Rex Reed. Uh, During that final scene, it knocked them out of their seats. Scorsese recalled, we were mesmerized by it. It was obviously a masterpiece. It was real filmmaking, using film in such a way that no other form could do it. It couldn't be done any other way. To see that in an American filmmaker was so exciting. Then he never did anything else, really. And then Cox remembered that he and Scorsese literally turned to each other at the end and were stunned. We were looking at each other, shaking our heads like we had just come out of a shared fever dream. So, like, I'm reading these trivias as it starts, and I had my hopes Mm -hmm. high. Well, I think it's one of those situations, like like we had said, where we're coming into this, you know, what is it, like, 50 years later now it, it is so yeah, it came out in 69 so it is 51 years 51 later now, years later but... so like we're, we're coming into this with 51 years of cinema standards now and it's hard to look back and say like this is how important it was then yeah you know what i mean like if we watch this in afi in chronological order it'd be a different story uh, maybe Probably. we would have been like wow like, this is such a huge jump up from bringing up Bebe. Shut up. Bringing up Bebe was great. You know, I mean, Adam Cole was great in it. Um, there was a lot taller than I thought he was. 
Um, there is a body count of 145. There were 22 in the opening shootout and 112 in the climactic. Sounds about right. Um, there was a thing about the The, uniforms. The the shots at the end. They didn't have enough uniforms for all the extras. So when someone was shot. Rip it off. They took the costume painted over the gunshot holes nice. and put it back on either the same extra or a different extra to go out and get shot again. Nice. I mean, the, the whole final sequence is such chaos. It just felt like you they were... You wouldn't even notice if they yeah, were already covered and, and in it just it, it felt like they just were like about... Like, they were like, well, we got one last day. We got all these blanks. Better use them somehow. Let's just use them. We got another 45 <laughs> squibs. Um. We can't we can't return them for partial credit, so we better use these guys. Uh, apparently, there was a mention of Sam Peckinpah creating an eight-hour version of the oh, film for the God. studio executives who were anxious about him being over budget and late finishing it. So they were like, "Damn, you've spent so much money, and it's so expensive. We're concerned. What's going on?" And he was no. like, "Oh, you know what? Here, let me show you." <laughs> I need your Eight help hours. with the placement of this. I'm not okay. A when I on this. say you don't, you don't want my help. Where okay? where is it on you? Because on my list, I like do the right thing more than this, which puts this at 97, Whoa. slightly better than Easy Rider. <laughs> okay, so we'll have to go from the bottom here. From the, for me, do I like this better than the apartment? Well, you. Okay, well, so, last picture show, yes. Okay, so okay, so look at me. Yeah. Right now. Uh-huh. If we had to rewatch a movie, mm-hmm. and those were the only two available, I would have watched The Wild Bunch. Really? Okay, Over then the you apartment. like it more than The Apartment. Yes. Okay, we're here this is why this is how we're going to we're going to skip a couple at a time. Toy Story. <sighs> Or the Wild Bunch. You enjoy Toy Story in the moment. In the moment, I enjoy Toy Story more. And then it disappears. But that's not, See, what, okay, that's but not uh, what this list is. I mean, is. this is also the problem of you literally have just watched it. You never want to rewatch something immediately right. after you just watched it. I, but, like, say, say you're, I'm like, your parents, we watch movies with your parents sometime. Which uh, one are you more likely to want to show them if they hadn't already seen? Uh, probably Toy Story. Okay. Which one are you more likely to want to show your parents if they hadn't already seen? This or Spartacus? Oh, Spartacus. Okay. Well, Spartacus is so far up here. I know. I was skipping a little bit at a time to figure out where we're at. So uh, my, my problem is is that I... You feel in, like in it my goes head, somewhere near Ben-Hur? No. And this is the problem. But as I'm looking at this list, the bottom half so underperforms. I think this is better than The Apartment by... Oh, quite a, ma- a bit. Okay. I think this is much better than Sophie's Choice. Yeah. I think this is better than Swing Time. I think this is better than Easy Rider. I think this is better than Sutter Eyes. I think this is slightly better than French Connection. Oh, I think this, slightly. I think this is slightly better than Night at the Opera. You, I you don't are... know about Toy Story, but I can make the argument that this will stay in my head longer than Toy okay. Story. We're watching a movie, and we're showing your parents, and conceivably they've never seen either, this or Ben-Hur. Man. Um. 
See, the thing but is... But see, I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want to subject him to a three-hour movie. See, if but... I'm using that argument, though, the problem is you probably would prefer to watch Do the Right Thing with them because you would love to get into the political conversation started by Do the Right Thing. Yeah. Um, like, I feel that off of you. I don't know. I, I feel like this needs to go... I think I had this initially too high as the more I'm looking at it. I think this needs to go somewhere a little bit lower. And I think... I think what we're going to do here is I'm trying to do this on the flies. Yeah, he's doing some copy-paste shit here. I, th- I think it needs to go... I think it's better than A Night of the Opera. Um... Because I think it does more. See, I like I like Night of the Opera. So my it's not just about liking it. I have when I'm reviewing these, when I'm looking at these, it's not just about oh, what do I want to rewatch, what do I want to watch with my parents. I'm trying to look at it in the film snobby way, as much as I can do that. Yeah. So so what I'm looking at is like does it getting cultured, not does, just buffed. Right. Does this as I'm buffing up that muscle of film, does the Wild Bunch do something more interesting than Night at the Opera, or does it elevate more and i think night of the opera feels like a successful comedy of that era of a group of people that are very popular and this is definitely divisive and i wouldn't say i necessarily enjoyed it but i would say did do some more interesting things um and i think i'm gonna put it below toy story because while Toy Story didn't do as many interesting things, it's hard to not deny its impact. Mm, um, yeah, some people are... So so it has probably as much of a filmmaking impact, I would say. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think I the actual moment-to-moment enjoyment, I enjoy Toy Story more. Toy Story is an enjoyable movie. Right. We are doing it a disservice by having it so low on the list. And it's a problem. Like, I feel bad that Toy Story well, I talked is you in my down. bottom half. I talked you down. You could always well, no, change because, it. No, because since then, like, we watched Toy Story before we have watched the three that I apparently like just a little bit more than Toy Story that are in the bottom half. Because my, opi- like, my opinion, my list, I have a top, a top half and a bottom half yep. because my belief is that when I fill in the middle uh-huh. the ones that are currently listed 1 through 11 are probably going to be in the first 50 right and the ones that are currently listed 90 through 100 are probably going to be in the last 50 and I there is no argument I definitely enjoy the top 11 far more <laughs> than <laughs> Toy Story and not just because I enjoy them like I enjoy them, I'm willing to talk about them yeah. with even with people who haven't seen them before, uh, because like Twelve Angry Men is currently my number one. Twelve Angry Men is such a wonderful movie, mm-hmm. and like I got into a conversation with my dad the other day, and we found out that he really has not seen it, and this is yeah, it's kind of shocking. So shocking to me. Um, but like, so the Toy Story is stuck in the bottom half at the moment, and I'm really sad. Because as much as I hate the three movies that I said I liked more than it, I still did actually kind of Ooh. like Platoon, Sunrise, and Sophie's Choice slightly more than Toy Story. There you go. There you go. And But that leaves us with this one just sort of I, near the bottom. Well, no. I mean, in mine, the Wild Bunch is in the bottom five. My bottom five yeah. is Do the Right Thing, Wild Bunch, Easy Rider, French Connection, Last Picture Show. Yeah. Last Picture Show is going to be number 100 forever. Nothing can get worse than that. Yeah. No, and, and for me, it's like, I still have to look at this. And this, maybe, this is probably the problem where maybe I should have done it the way you did it. But 
Um, like the Wild Bunch could very well sit closer to where it is in real life on the list. Yeah. At like an 80 ish yeah. on the bottom. Um, and that would feel right. And Toy Story could actually be like 50. By the time or we're 30. Done. Yeah. I don't know yet. You know what I mean? Because I don't have a negative opinion of it. I just don't have a very strong feeling about it. Yeah. Um, so for me, it, it's hard to look at where this wedge is in now. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think so. That's going to be number 14 for okay. my list. Uh, and yours is at the middle of the bottom. What are we watching next? Okay. So next week we are watching a movie from 1936 with Charlie Chaplin in it. And it's just really funny to me because he's listed as Charlie Chaplin on under cast. Mm-hmm. But it's written out as Charles Chaplin because he is also the director, the producer, the writer, and the editor. Oh, well then. Oh, and the composer. Apparently he's a composer. Uh, I've never seen this one. I have seen some. I don't think I've seen this one yet. I'm also not entirely positive that I've seen multiple Charlie Chaplin movies. I may have just seen some Charlie Chaplin clips mm-hmm. when people show clips to be like, look. Actually, yeah, now, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I've seen a Charlie Chaplin. I think I've seen Buster Keaton. I've definitely seen Buster Keaton. Which is even well older yeah. than Charlie Chaplin. So, so, so next week, Modern Times, Charlie Chaplin, it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Week after that... Is the one you're one of the ones you're excited about? You're excited about a lot, but one of the ones you're excited about because mm-hmm. we got all the presidents met. All presidents met. Good movie. And, then we get and, and you've seen it. You haven't seen it. You have seen it. I, I don't, don't believe I have. Okay. It's a little slower. I don't know how you how you'll feel about it. But I'm, I'm not positive, but I don't believe I have. Okay. Um, and then the week after that, did I say Forrest Gump? Forrest mm-hmm. Gump is after Presidents Men, mm-hmm. and then after that is the Sydney Poitier Heat of the Night, which somehow in my head I kept somehow getting do the right thing and in the heat of the night mixed up they're both not about from race having relations. seen them but yeah. having heard that they were about race relations yeah. during a heat wave uh, yeah sure <laughs> heat of the night's not a heat wave it just happens to be down south yeah uh, in the summer which is a heat wave yeah always and forever and then we get one of our horror movies one of the few on here this list silence yeah. of the lambs so that should be interesting then it goes right back into westerns with i don't Cassidy is technically a Western. I think Shane's on this list, too. Um, When I say I have no idea, I'm going to control find and see. Yes, Shane is on the list. Mm-hmm. So we got a few more Westerns. Hopefully they fare better than this. I mean, we also get to watch Rear Window, which is what you thought the apartment was. It's true. Well, no, I thought the rope was the apartment. No, you kept saying Rear Window. I know. Well, no, it's because it's every time you Google... The apartment film by Hitchcock, it shows up as the apartment film. Do you mean Rear Window? Mm. But it doesn't show, say, do you mean? It just says, like, this, this. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a colloquially that. It's all, It's almost but, like the Google French French yep. military victories, and it comes up with, do you mean French military defeats? Which, which is fucked up, because the French, up until World War Two, almost... Can took over the world yeah, during Napoleonic Wars. Yeah, but we enjoy kicking horses while they're down. Yeah, that's true. You don't kick it while it's standing up. Then and they got us. Back. They got us into Vietnam, so they got the last laugh. They ran away. I mean, all right. Well, that like will be us. It for us today. I believe. I think we are all zapped of energy after watching yeah, that. That was kind of a vampire of a movie. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. 
I don't think I would tell anybody to watch it. Yeah, probably not. I would steer clear unless you're you're really interested. I would say you watch this if you're watching them in chronological order because you might take a little bit more enjoyment about seeing a big jump in maybe different cinematography or yeah, yeah maybe maybe okay. I don't know. This script's cool except for that one that looked like chocolate. Those ones like chocolate. Um. Anyways, that's uh, that's it for us today. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.